Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. For 25 years, Seth Lightman has seen it all. From the newest electric car revolution, solar power, bike lanes made in NYC. And now we are here. More electric cars, need for more renewables and eco-friendly products in our world. Well, now it's time for an all-out podcast for this time. You're listening to The Green Living Guy Show. He's funny, real, exactly on point. And some think his style is so raw, it's crazy. Let's do this, folks. It's time for The Green Living Guy Show with Seth Lightman. What's up? It's Green Living Guy. It's been such a minute since I've had this blog talk radio show, but I had to turn it back on after being able to get this interview. Oh my gosh. I have been such a fan since this woman started hitting the magazines with her beautiful looks. Oh my God. And now I have the pleasure of introducing, and I only need to say four letters, ladies and gentlemen, M, Supermodel M, on the radio Hello. with Green Living Guy. <laughs> How are you? I'm so glad to meet you, Seth. This is, uh, yeah. you know, Green Living Guy. I love what you're, you're all about with all the cars that I see on your feed and your passion for sustainability, which is great. Yes, thank you, thank you. Yes, and oh my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, Emma is a car lover. <laughs> Emma is oh, yeah. a car lover. Emma is a car lover. So I'm going to announce right now that that Mercedes C-Class that I drove was unbelievable, seamless. I mean, it, you probably have driven Mercedes before. It's like on rails. Yeah. Like it's on well, rails. It's just. I was like, we've got to try and get into one of those because I love Mercedes and. Yeah. The drive is just sick. But so yeah. you had that car for a little bit, and I was not able to join you. But um, no, how, next how time, ladies and gentlemen, go? we're going to go video. <laughs> next time, we're going video with them in the car. It's happening. It will happen. You will see it on screen. But um, it got like on the road. It was getting forty miles to the gallon, just like really? regular driving. Regular driving, and this is in echo mode. And then, if, as you continue to drive on the highway, the fuel economy just kept going up. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" That's really something. That really, really is. That's great. So, how long have they had the car? This is a. New, this oh, is but, their 2019. This is a brand oh, okay. new car. So it it take was. Take a price. Take a price. What is it? Um, it was in the 60s, I believe. Because it was fully loaded with those beautiful AMG tires. So they gave me like a C-Class with the AMG package on top of it. Very nice. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was really sick. Was there any self-driving attributes? Not, you know, there's no car that actually drives on its own, but did you, no. are there any bells and whistles with that in this car? There's so many sensors and safety components to this thing that it, just tells you when to go, when to stop, like, be careful, you know, I mean, it's got, like, all these sensors around it, you literally are in a 
guarded security fortresses are in this thing, and it like kind of takes you wherever you need to go because like every you know it'll say stop or it will be like it'll just say something's coming up or it's got all those bells and whistles that you, you feel yeah and it was such a pleasure to drive i can't wait till it goes all electric that's just me but my god it's yeah. not a bad start not a bad start not at all 2019 so when, <laughs> when did you get involved with sustainability and were you involved in cars for a very long time or did you make a switch over to sustainable cars. When did that all happen? How, and this why? Is great, this is a great question. Okay, so when I worked for the state of New York, when I first got my first gig, I wanted to do solar. I was like all into solar. And they put me into alternative fuel vehicles. And I was like, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden, I started realizing transportation is the majority of how we use oil in this country. And if we went electric, it would be zero emissions, and the cleaner the grid is, the cleaner the cars are. So since about 98, 99, I've had a, an affinity for electric cars, especially after I got myself seated in the original General Motors EV1, which was the fastest thing back then. It was like mm. using all the old Tesla technology before they just upgraded themselves. So when I got oh, in wow. that thing, I'm like... This is in 99, driving this thing. I was like, let's get out of this parking lot and let's really open this up. <laughs> like, this thing yeah, is amazing. Yeah, and wasn't able to do that? We opened it up, and that thing hauled, hauled. Oh, And good. Uh, unfortunately, back then, as we've probably heard the story, they've crushed the cars, but now they're coming yeah. back strong with the Bolt, and they're now, I'm hearing other brands and the GM fleet are going to inevitably electrify also. But once I had that, I had the bug. I was like, I got to do this. So uh, I've been doing it. Yeah, I've been doing it for a while. And I wrote a couple of books on it, you know, Build Your Own Electric Vehicle with McGraw-Hill. And then the car companies just start saying, you want to try the cars? (laughs) (laughs) One thing led to another. It was very perpetual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're an influencer in the space. That's great. Yeah, something like that. So I just keep on driving them, and I got more tests about to reveal the Lexus UX hybrid I test drove, and which was delicious. And there's a bunch of other ones that are coming out soon. But you know, there's so many new cars coming out on the line. It's mesmerizing. Hyundai, Kia, Ford. Ford just announced the uh, Ford Escape has a plug-in hybrid now. They did this quietly. Yeah, they did it like a Beyonce announcement. They just kind of announced it. (laughs) You know, like when she did her album. You know, I I don't know. I don't know. What am I going to tell you? But they just announced Ford Escape's got a plug-in hybrid for the Escape, and I know that they're coming out with other ones, which I can't tell. I have a question about the plug-in electricity. Is there a universal plug for all the cars, or do you have to yes. go to a Ford plug-in or a this plug-in or a that plug-in? It's uh, universal, right? It's universal. These are great questions. Universal, however, when you go to a Tesla, they make it like Apple, so you have to have, like, an adapter <laughs> to oh, be able God. to use their plug. Oh, trust me. Yeah, I know. So to be able to get to use a Tesla plug, if you're not a Tesla driver, I think it's about 160 bucks and you can attach it to your charger or your outlet and it will connect 
it will allow you to fast charge on a Tesla, fast okay. charger. But most of the time nowadays, like even I'm, and I guess I'll pitch this too, that I'm in New York. Like, for example, the New York Power Authority plans to launch fast chargers up and down the New York State Thruway. They're going to be pumping 200 million into fast charging. And they're only charging like, yeah, and they're only charging eight bucks a clip, eight bucks to fill up, eight dollars. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. Literally. And I've done it so many times on the throughway already with a couple of their locations, but they're planning on doing it like going to Binghamton, going to Buffalo, you know, up and down. Yes. Better be for Syracuse. So how long does a full tank of electricity last? a car normally, like a, a normal four-seater or a small SUV. I mean, yeah. Well, let's see. The Tesla, if, if we're going to go Tesla, they, they're, they can go between 285 to 300 plus miles on those cars. Um, the plug in hybrid. Eight bucks a charge. Yeah, it's crazy. And then the only thing is you can't charge a plug-in hybrid there, like those uh, volts or anything with gas and electric, you have to use a slow charger because, like, if it's purely electric, you can use a fast charger. So Tesla can use it. I say, you know, they they say it could take, let's say, 45 minutes, assuming, mind you, you're at zero. If you're at zero, like, you go in there, you're dragging it. No, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Porsche is working on that. They want to double the the speed. Mm-hmm. They want to increase it so that so inevitably the goal is to increase the speed of fast charging, so that it'll be as simple as a gas as filling up a gas car. So it'll be minutes. Because you you got to pay seven for forty. That's an extra hour on your trip. So it's getting there. I mean, if more and more people would purchase electric cars then yes. there would be more of a, a push to really get the, the prices down. Oh, excuse me, the, the length of time for a charge to go down. Yeah. I mean, 45 yeah. minutes. The car companies have to be in on it, too. Yeah. 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 yeah, the car companies are starting to get in on discussing increasing fast charging rates so that you can basically go there, fill up on a car, and run. You know, like just like you do when you go to mobile, Exxon, Shell, or whatever. So they're working on it, but I like telling people whenever I went to fill up a car, it's like you go in, you go to the bathroom, you grab yourself a hot cup of coffee and a bagel, you walk out to the car and it's almost fully juiced. Because mind you, 85% of the charge gets into the car in 15 minutes. That's a given. That's a given. And they want to get that down, like I said, Porsche wants to get that down to about seven and a half, maybe five, you know, five minutes. Mm-hmm. So it's so even does, quicker. Does Mercedes have a 100% uh, electric car? They're no. working on the smart car. No, not yet. They, they were going to, they did one, they canceled it because it didn't do well. It wasn't performing well, but now they're stepping yeah. up. Now they're stepping up. Mm-hmm. You know, when you have disruptors in the market, like Tesla, people are stepping up left and right. Um, even BMW started saying they got to push further too on this. They have both. There's the electric and the gas. I've seen, I have friends. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That's great. Yep. They got them. So now that we got through this wonderful discussion about cars, because I know you're a car buff, 
and everybody here knows now. M's a car buff, ladies and gentlemen. Emmy, Let's be yeah, clear. Exactly. Let's be clear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now let's get in. Enough about me. Let's talk about you for a second. Just for a second, okay? How did you get into the whole modeling thing back when I would see you on the on the mags way back when? I mean, my gosh. I've been a fan since way back, so I'm like going back to the beginning. Like, how did you get into modeling? And how did you break through? I'm so curious. I fell in. I fell into the business. I was an athlete in college, uh, Syracuse, and I was told for years, I was an, an NBC reporter before modeling, and I, you know, okay. somebody said to me that there was uh, an industry called full-figured modeling. And I said, I hate that. And I was born a size 12. I was very athletic. Yep. And I remember looking at an on-flight magazine for a marketing I was a marketing director for a real estate firm after being a reporter, and I saw the whole article about what full-figured modeling is. And I said, geez, you know, if I could have another income source, uh, another stream, <laughs> wouldn't right. that be good? I mean, I fit the description. I'd let's just see. Yes. So I went in on the lunch hour, didn't call anybody. We didn't have cell phones back then, which is really archaic right, right now. But I, they were like, we'd like to work with you immediately. And I worked with them for about six months, and then I jumped over to Ford Models. And, and really, the rest was, I just worked and worked and worked. And yep. started, yep. as a reporter, seeing that there was an issue, not just about size. It really had nothing to do with size. It was more of a woman's issue on how we were being fed what beauty was through yep. advertising, through yep. billboards, through what the imagery was seen. It was very whitewashed at the time. And... And there were very few textured skin colors and darker and, and yeah, freckled yeah. and red hair. And, you know, it was an Asian beauties. And I, I just was like, okay, well, this is interesting. But it was, photographers didn't want to shoot us because they just didn't know how to shoot someone that wasn't real thin. And there was a okay. problem in our industry where there was anorexia, such in a rampant um, yeah. proportion yeah. and the majority of American women, uh, 100 million strong, are above a size 14 or above a size 12, and they're having a hard time trying to find clothing. I said, I got to, you know, I really loved being a reporter and seeing it from the inside out. I started just talking on CNN and ABC, NBC, CBS, and stuff, and just about my observations. And, and as I started doing more and more research and aligning with NPD research and principles in the data field, you start putting things together and digging a little deeper and you think, wow, there is a real disconnect with who we are and what we're seeing. Yep. And, yep. you know, I, I think there's, you know, a lot of sadness and a lot of body discomfort and dysmorphism with men and women looking at themselves and having such a distorted image, self-image, and it affects your body image. It affects what jobs you're going for, what relationships you're going for. Yeah. And just being yeah. on this earth. You yeah. know, I, I agree. It's been a very fun career. Really, it's been fun. Yeah, I mean, you've led a, how do I put it, a nation strong on this movement. I mean, as you said, the majority of women in this country are, are size 12 or 14 or within that range or above. Yeah. And we need to be showing, way back when, I was like, why am I just seeing, and I hate to use the word, and I, I love women, don't get me wrong. But why am I just seeing sticks? I would just say that. Why am I seeing sticks? I mean, this is nuts. <laughs> Not everybody I know is a stick. 
it's hard. It's hard for women that are six foot and trying to stay and maintain a size zero dress size. I mean, that's where a lot of the disconnect was. And there's one to two percent of the population around the world that can fit into that. And I have friends, not too many, but I have a couple that that really have a voracious appetite. Their metabolisms are really, really high, and they're very, very thin. And it takes your breath away because you're like, my goodness gracious. But, you know, the, the point is, seriously, Seth, there should be diversification, whether you're very thin, whether you're curvy, whether you're in between, that's reflected in what clothes to buy, what beauty products to wear, yes. Yes. just to reflect more of who we are. And ethnicity, hello, we're not all one way. We're all diversified. Yeah. And that's the that's beauty right. of our country. So, oh, yeah. You know, it's, We're a melting it's pot. Just, We're a melting pot. Yeah. Oh, that's what America's all about. That's it. Yeah. So yeah. it's always being on top of and working with the Model Alliance so that the modeling industry, the acting industry, uh, entertainment industry is safer for younger models or just models in general for yeah. you know, perpetrators yeah. and people just being crazy. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of oh, that's yeah. happening. A lot of that's coming out. A lot is, uh, you know, people are Thank becoming God. more accountable. Yeah. That's a good thing for women and men, too. I mean, as we've seen with, and I'm not going to mention names, but it happens for both sexes, you know? Yes, it uh, does. Men and women are, both get um, horrible Correct. things. And, you know, and it's good to have, no, I'm going to even take a step back. It's great to have people like you in the middle of the industry saying, we can do better for Mm -hmm. our clients. If you look at it as as a smart business, your clients are the ones that buy. And if your market space is buying X size, but you're selling Y, they're not going to buy your clothes. So why not open up? (laughs) Yeah, a massive, massive problem. And I see it. And I see it all the time, and I think it's horrific. I was pleased beyond belief to see, and that's why I went nuts over it on Instagram with you, but like this brand Chromat. Yeah. Chromat, and where Ashley you modeled. Ashley Graham doing is a great, great job. She is pulling that rope, working hard, looking gorgeous, and using her voice. So, yes, Chromat is stepping out and really talking strongly about inclusivity and when you do the runway uh, with this group, with Becca McSharon uh, Tran, she makes a point to really have the most diversified runway in the marketplace. It's so much fun. It yeah. really is. Yeah. It's a really cool vibe to be in her show. Oh, I bet. I, I felt it. I, I mean, and I'm just watching the videos or the pictures that you showed or wherever, but you could tell everybody there was like, this is something big. This is something Mm -hmm. that's going to be better for everybody because now, and it's like everybody who was walking the the runway, it was like, I'm representing this segment of the market. You can get clothes for yourself now. And it was just very, I felt like these women were empowered wearing this echo clothing. And it's from ocean plastic. I was like bored. Isn't that cool? Beyond. Beyond. Yeah. And I'm gonna drop the glo- I'm gonna go hockey now. I'm gonna go hockey now. I'm gonna drop the gloves. Victoria's Secret, step up <laughs> Step up Step up. 
Because it's all about that supply chain, and I'm with you a thousand percent on that. If they just started buying it and started supplying it, people would buy it. And then Victoria's Secret stands around going, our business isn't doing well. Why? Yeah. Uh, You check your raw recycling program, which is going to be really, really cool. Good. Because women have to wear bras, right? And women don't throw away their bras. They keep them, even the old ones. And so myself and Kathleen Kirkwood are going to be working on a bra recycling program where all the metal, all the foam, all the the content um, is going to be, yeah, all the, all the, the vendors of products having to do with bras will have these big receptacles um, where women oh, will come and make oh. their old bras, and then they're going to go and get new. So it's a win-win for everybody. I it's love exciting. it. Ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have bra recycling. Oh, my God. I will be writing that story. Oh, bra. That's a big thing. I mean, my wife, I see all the bras that are kept and all the ones that inevitably the ones that get thrown out. And I'm like, that's a lot of clothing. That's a lot of metal. That's a lot of clothing. It's already been picked cotton. You know, when you think about the sustainable factors of what we as individuals, not only just the people who the manufacturers, designers, if we can just reuse our Ziploc sandwich bags or gallon mm. bags over and over and over until it gets like, all right, I got to get rid of this one, or you use your tin foil over and over again, not just one use and not maybe just two uses. When you use all your plastic bags from shopping, um, oh. You use them for all the liners of your bathroom, bedroom, guest room, whatever. And then you, or you just opt in for those paper bags. And then each time that you're done with shopping, you fold it up nicely, you put it to the side, and you bring the same paper bags back to your, to, I go to Trader Joe's. And I bring it back. Nice. So, you know, more people are starting to bring their brown paper bags. Yep. And during the holiday, I turn the bag inside out. I cut it and use it as wrapping paper and do designs with watercolors or crayons on the outside. So it's real personal, and it's reusing something that's already, what is it, post-consumer Yep, post-consumer waste. That's right. So it makes me feel really good. I love ribbon. I love trimmings, and I love doing the wrapping. But when you start, even with tissue paper, I say all my tissue paper when people give it to me, and it really just makes sense because the the wood of the tree Mm -hmm. got cut down. I mean, we're not going to just throw this out. So, you know, it's every little, and you cannot try to be perfect. I read that somewhere about the... It's not about being perfect. Yes. No, it's trying, right? It's a good point. I thought that was so good. Just try. Try, yep. you know, making sure that with if you have water sprinklers, instead of it being at 100% blast, bring it back to 50% and for a shorter amount of time. Just do it's it. simple. Make sure yeah. that there's no rub. It could go on and on and on and on. And then you start thinking the impact of only your, your actions. You show your kids. You're mentoring your children. You're telling them, right. <laughs> you know, you're going to go to school and you're going to have reused tinfoil. They're going to be like, instead of complaining, saying, oh, I don't want that. They go, yeah, I, I'm doing that. They might complain a little bit because, you know, 
reused sandwich bags is not the greatest thing for kids when they see other kids not have you know. They go, Mom, why did you do that? Oh, I know, I know. But, you know, I because my daughter, I remember I with um, jars that you, you know, you, your pickle jars or your yeah. olive jars or whatever, I would recycle yeah. them and keep them. And then when she would go to school, I would give her, like, I don't know, whatever it was, and I would put the top on. She goes, Mom, you're doing the jar thing again? I go, yeah. <laughs> I am. I can, hear, I can hear it, too. Oh, Mom, are you giving me the jar again? Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. But you, you get all the grief you can. That's fine. No problem. It's all cool because... After a while, when you're just being consistent and you do it and you just, you practice what you're teaching, you do it actually, you start to see that your kids will start automatically doing certain things or they'll think twice. Really, you, you, That's can, all you it can't is. make somebody yep. do something, but if you yourself are doing it, that has to be good enough. And then, you know, work with the positive. If they're going to be doing something sustainable, anything, just applaud them. Don't go to the negative. You're not doing this. You're not doing no. that because you'll push someone away from that. So that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people get to what I call um, stringent or strict about what you must and must not do. And I'm more on like what you were talking about because I believe in multiplicity, which is what Albert Einstein talks about. That it's mm-hmm. not just one person. It's not just me. And I always talk about this. It's not about me doing everything. I can't. I'm one person, oh and we talked about this. I can't do everything. Teamwork makes so, the dream work. Amen. Amen. So imagine if 100 million people in this country started to do something different. It doesn't have yep. to be perfect. Just a little different than they did before. It would have such a difference in this country. So when people... Go out like you go to Trader Joe's. Some people go to Whole Foods. I go to uh, down the hill. This it used to be called Mrs. Greens. Now it's called Greens. We start buying product like you talk about. Like you just start buying seventh generation, or you start buying method for cleaning, or you buy the right foods or whatever. The prices come down. It happens by default. Yeah. It's, it, yeah. It, it's yeah. part of the free market. It happens, it, and people don't want to believe it, happen. but it happens. And but, you know, if we got people to go and take a walk every Sunday and brought their families and got them yeah. outside without any of the electronics, and I really mean yeah. going and hiking and getting gear to, so that you're hydrated, you have great snacks, and That's you right. get the joy of nature into your blood, go camping, learn how to sleep mm-hmm. on the ground. Then that's when you actually have an invested interest because you see and you feel the joy being around the water, being near the ocean, being near the mountains and being in the desert, being in the, the, you know, all the different terrain that we have. Then when you start doing something a little different for your own self, our bodies are reflective of the earth. The earth will repair itself so quickly if we all just do our part. Our bodies are unbelievable in the healing when we finally sit down and say, okay, I am done banging my head against the wall with the same Mm -hmm. actions that I'm doing, and I'm saying, why am I not better? 
well, have you been drinking enough water? Are you drinking no, no more sodas? Are you right. walking right. your body like it's a physical thing? Our bodies will heal so quickly if we just change one, two, or three things and just That's try. That's the body of our life, you know, our life with all the disease that we're having, all that stuff. Our earth is reflective of this. So if we're not connect bodies, people living from the neck up, that's where my body of work. It is focused on the human yeah, existence yeah. as a, a human soul, a soul in a human body. We are soulful beings in this body. We better take care of it. It's the only vehicle that we have. It's our car for a lifetime. So that's the right. earth is reflective of the same thing. We walk on it. We drive on it. We take fruits and vegetables from it. But if we're yep. not in it and playing in it, doing snowball fights in it, skiing, kayaking, canoeing, whatever, hiking, if we're Anything. not connected to it, we will not care about it at all. No. Nope. Someone else nope. will take care of it. No. It's our responsibility. So when Toby was very, very young, I'm so not passionate about this, right? So when No, was, not at all. Just, yeah, no. no, no, you're not. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So when I no. was really young, I was down at the Jersey Shore, and she would wake up really early in the morning. Do you have kids yet, Seth? Oh, I have two boys. Yes, yes one's in college and one's uh, in high school. Yep. Okay, yep. so you, you uh, congratulations. That's wonderful. So yep. when they were very young, remember when they would get up at, like, Five thirty, six o'clock, and they would be oh, yeah. on. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Ready, ready, ready. So when <laughs> I was down at the shore, I took our beach towels and put them around our necks and had them like cakes. And we would run and do laps because we, my, I was born with a lot of energy, and Toby was as well. So I understood how to really get our tires. And so we would run and skip and pick up shells, and then it started seeing. Early in the morning, the guys with the big churners where they would take all the trash and it would go behind them. And it made I go, you know what I'm going to do? I called Toby a pickup princess, and I was the pickup queen. And we would have these plastic bags of, you know, stuff, and we would hold it, and she would say, pickup queen, here's something for you. And I'd say, pickup princess, here's something for you. So at the end of us running around having fun, the guy who drove these big yep. machines on the beach. He'd say, hello, pickup princess. How are you today? And I the thing because I told him, I told him one time, we were there for a couple of weeks. And yeah. she felt so filled with the steam as a little kid that she goes, okay, oh. pickup princess, I'm going to turn off the engine. You can put all your stuff in the back. Let's put the whole bag back there. And she would shake it out. All the stuff would come. He goes, wow, wow. you the earth. This was great. Oh. I said, my God, we could do this together, all of us. Imagine if when you're walking right. in the city, pick Thank up you. something that's in your way. Don't go that's out right. of your way. Just in your path. Pick it up. No, pick it up, and there's plenty of trash bins now in the city, in, a, in most cities. So you'll find a trash bin very quickly. Yeah, I know. It's simple things. I try to explain people that the easiest things are the simple things. And it stares you sometimes right in the face. You don't even realize it. Like I say to people, they'll say to me, my house is cold. And they'll stand by the front door. And, right. Or you'll stand by the front door and you'll feel a breeze. And I'll go, well, you have a draft from your front door. 
Really? Yeah. Lying and you know you can go to Home Depot and get something to just for like a couple of bucks, a little lining in there, and it will seal the whole thing up. No. Stop so I would lying. go. I would go. That's right. Yeah. You know, you go to you go to Home Depot or you go to Lowe's or whatever. You go, you put the thing on the door, and it seals it up. It's nothing. It costs like I think I paid. I yeah. said I'll pay. I'll pick it up because they bought dinner. So that I'll pick it up for you. I'll come to your house and I'm going to put this on the wall. And then you can see what you could do with the rest of your house. So I did this for the door, closed the door. They're like, Seth, how much did that cost? I don't know. Three bucks, four bucks, five bucks. Oh, my God. You're saving us. Yeah. And it's like just a little thing. So imagine if 100 million people started resealing or fixing the air coming in so it wasn't hot or cold, you know, in the wrong wind, uh, season. So that, you know, if it's right, if it's cool in the house, it's cool in the house. It's not hot in the house. If it's cold outside, it's warm inside and it's not freezing inside. Right. All those kinds of things are, are essential. And those are just little things. And imagine, you know, another one, too, I always tell people, you should just sit down and say, yes, my name is. And I have an under-insulated attic because the majority of attics in this country are under-insulated. They were meant for energy so what codes. what insulation would you suggest to use? Which insulation? Yeah. Like, okay. not, like material well, or what kind of insulation would you suggest? Well, guess what? I just found an insulation company that's breaking into the United States called Havelock. What is it? Wool. Bats of wool insulation. Wool. 100% oh, wool. Wow. I put it in I for a test. I opened the box and left it on my dining room table to see if it was going to mess with anybody, right? Just to see if anybody was going to get a, a reaction from it. Nothing. No reaction. No nothing. This was with an open bat of wool insulation in the dining room. Nothing. Is nobody it recycled sweaters or like, you know what, is, is it, it's not, they don't take it directly from the animal. No, it's extra... Whatever, when they're shaving off wool to do sweaters and stuff like that, it's that, or if it's if they shed. They don't, like, forcefully grab and shave it. I mean, these are yeah, just yeah. Uh, normal wool. Oh, it's so wool. warm, it's unreal. That's great. Yeah, so, I wonder, so you know, the, and if you could line your walls, you could line your attic, it's great. That sounds yeah. very interesting. Yeah, and I just remembered, uh, which I loved about it, was I remember my aunt and uncle used to go to Ireland all the time and they come back with these wool sweaters <laughs> and they'd be warm you know and i went to school in albany you went in syracuse i went to albany so i was like oh my god this is great i'm getting another wool sweater so when i heard yeah. about wool insulation i was like i'm in so i put it yeah. in and it was easy to handle it didn't affect like it didn't break my hands out into like you know uh, because there yeah. was nastiness yeah. in it. Nothing. It was just pure wool. Pure wool. Wow. Made into bats. Wow. Made into like lines of, you know, like thick insulation. And you just put that in and it was safe. I didn't need gloves. Imagine yeah. being able to yeah. go into your insulate. Imagine being able to go to your attic and it, you can breathe because it's just wool. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, right. that's the future. That's the future. So there's that. There's some people I know are even doing jeans they're taking yeah. old jeans they're cutting that up and they're spraying yep. that all over the place 
Yeah. Or you could do foam. I've seen foam. But I love the jeans one, and this wool thing has got me, like, going. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Well, with all the landfills that are going on over in, uh, in, in um, Eastern, in Asia, I yes. mean, we don't need to, I mean, that is wasted cellulose. That's wasted mm. natural fiber. It kills me. Kills me. Yep. Just yep. Yep. recycle yep. it, just like we're going to be doing with the bras. Kathleen Kirkwood. We're going to be doing a raw recycling program. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. I'm totally going to writing about this. I am so writing about this. This is going to be my call to action for May and June. (laughs) Women, recycle your bras with them. I love this. Well, talk to me. I'll do an introduction to you, to Kathleen. We're going to be launching this. Her day, we're doing something in Times Square. So you're you're near the area, aren't you? Oh, yeah. I can come down to Times Square. Sure. I'll keep you, sure. keep you in the loop. I'm but, just so uh, excited that M, ladies and gentlemen, let's just put this clear. M is fighting against yes. ocean plastics in the right way by putting it on women, by using ocean plastics and creating a power with it, recycling it, re- yep. getting better products onto your bodies and doing the right thing for yourself. And I've always been supportive of that. And, and, and you know, to hear you doing this after being such a fan for all these years, it's like, I know I picked the right person <laughs> to watch, to watch <laughs> oh, and look at. That's so sweet. Uh, you know, we, thank you. I, we didn't talk about ocean. Like, we, I know Chromat is doing the, you know, really raising awareness about ocean plastic. But when you yeah. just ocean plastics and what happens to whales, what happens to dolphins, mm-hmm. what happens to our fisheries, what happens to coral reefs. You know, we, once again, if you've never gone snorkeling or you've never really gotten a chance to go underwater and right. see the world that's underneath there, you're missing you've got so no much idea. Yeah. Of, this, of, of this earth. And when we just well, willy-nilly, you know, beer can holders. I mean, they've got to stop making these things. They just have to. Yes. And the syringes, when you walk on the beach, I mean, seeing all oh, this, God, the medical trees, it's horrible. So, it is horrible. It is horrible. I'm starting to see some companies now are finally creating no-plastic six-packs. So they're connected together, I guess, by... Something by glue or something or something, but they're not. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, now they're even there's a uh, I just got a story recently where they're creating plastics that will be part of, you know, like that from the six pack. But instead of it, it's going to be edible for the fish. So it's if they throw it out and it, it lands in the water, the fish can eat it and it's good for them versus it being. Uh, you know, something that's going to kill these, these fish, Definitely. which is nuts, which is nuts. We're just throwing out plastic and not caring. And then, you know, when you go order sushi and they say we can't have it, <laughs> don't blame me. <laughs> well, you know, it's all about compassion and self-compassion. It has to start Amen. from the home. It has to start within the self. So if yes. there's more work done on what, you know, our own level of health, our own accountability, our own 
way that we want to pick the, our own groups of friends that we have and, P, and places right. that we want to buy products from, it comes from us. It doesn't yep. come from outside of us. So when we get no. big enough and there's enough people that say, wait a minute, you know, when we feel better about ourselves, we're going to want to feel better about our bodies and about our earth. And there's going to be much less just thrown in, in you know, either in fills, landfills, or in the ocean that, that is harmful because people will think twice when they really, right. truly understand their mortality. It's, a, it's an end date. There's an end date on every single person. You don't want to have that come too early for the whole experience no, of don't. Earth. You know, like the world no, problem. we don't. Nope. I have to do one thing while we're still talking. Ladies and gentlemen, we might be going off the air soon, So, but the best part about Blog Talk Radio is we're going to keep talking, and you're going to be able to hear it afterwards. So thank you for listening, and Em and I are going to continue talking, and you'll get this on the after show. <laughs> As we were yeah, saying. So follow me, follow me on Supermodel Emmy, E-M-M-E, Emmy. It's yeah, Supermodel Emmy on Instagram. Emmy, you got it. You got it. Well, I'm going to make sure everybody follows you. I've got you tagged onto a picture already. I will be promoting this this interview, and I am so excited to hear about your recycling program. I'm very, very, very. Oh, I would really keep you in the loop with that. I really, it would be nice to carry the conversation forward with people that are doing new and interesting things, and you being able to push that out. That would be um, that'd be I'm really in. fun. I mean, I would love. I I want to see electric in cars, and if anybody wants to talk to me about being a spokesperson for that, I would love to see that. I would love to see that happen. You got it. Absolutely. Well, we will be pushing your program, your efforts, because you're helping lead this. And, you know, I realized as I started researching, digging a little bit more into you that, you know, from your rowing days, that that has brought your affinity for nature forward that you know you've always been a nature person and it it started from way back when and you never hear about these little things about people until you start to just (laughs) dig in a little bit more and it's just a pleasure to hear to see to read that like separate and distinct like oh she's loved it because she's been a rower no wonder and she was invited to the Olympics Years, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, you know, and and if you were invited to try out, you had to have been doing this way beforehand. So you've been had an affinity for water since way back when. So I'm like, oh my gosh, who knew? I didn't know. You knew? No, I didn't know. Well, let's talk about this stuff. Come on. (laughs) So it's just a pleasure. It's a pleasure to have somebody like you leading the way in so many ways. I mean, you're leading in fashion. You're now leading on great causes like recycling now, and you're leading on saving the oceans with the plastic. And it's like, oh, my God, you're doing more than people know. And my job is to get that out there for you. You know, that's that's what I love thank doing. You, thank you. Well, thank, thank you. you. Listen, I, uh, I wish you good luck, and we'll talk soon, and I'll keep you in the loop yes. with the, the recycling. I'll give, I'll give you a little heads up when that's going to happen. And it'll be nice to meet. Okay. Yeah, I will come down to Times Square. I'll do whatever you got me to do. I'm I'm good. Because anything that is supporting those good efforts, I'm behind a thousand percent. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
All right, All right. I'll talk to you later. You got it. You got it. Ladies and gentlemen, Emmy, thank you so much. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's been it's been this has been the this is what I love it. I love it. And 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 my my plastic recycling plastic model. I love it. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you again. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Green Living Guy, one small step at a time. Today we got to talk to Supermodel Emmy. Oh my God. Breathing, breathing, breathing. Well, what a great show we had. One small step at a time. We'll have other interviews. Thank you again, folks, and peace. You've been listening to The Green Living Guy Show with your host, Seth Lightman. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. We really appreciate that effort. Until next time.